and welcome to the Pittance Podcast, episode number 118. I am the host, the enigmatic, oh, why am I giving myself words? Uh, I'm Angelo, fuck it, you know, just no adjectives, <laughs> just Angelo. And, why make it complicated? Right? Like, I have a big enough ego, I don't need to put words on top Will's of it. Will's gone, you don't need to fill in with words. Yeah, it's true. Um, no Will, Will's on his hiatus for a while, but, you know, we've groomed this young Broderick to now the bird will fly. So how are you, Mike? I'm doing good, thanks. Hopefully I don't uh, fall to the ground and splat. Yeah, yeah, you're going to bring this whole show crashing down, and no one's ever yeah, going to listen yeah. again, and I thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Give you more free time in your life. A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Um, so, we're going to start over at GP Sao Paulo. There was all kinds of standard play this weekend, which really gave us a good look at exactly what the metagame is truly shaping up to be. Um there are clearly a few decks that are heads and shoulders considered the best above the rest, but the other ones aren't putting up bad numbers as well. So jumping down to our top eight bracket from Sao Paulo, um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right because <laughs> the number one seed was Apollo Vito Dama de Rosa, and he was running Esper Dragons, and he was going up against Ricardo Nunez Martins, and he was also on, I guess, Esper Dragons? It's a little different. Uh, yes. So we have Leonardo Oliveira Grachon. Oh, yeah, and PV won that 2-1. We have Leonardo Oliveira Grachon versus Sergio Berriantos. And uh, Leonardo was on a Tarka red while Sergio was on uh, the mono green splashing for a Tarka. We have uh, Maximiliano Romano Sanchez, 2-1. Oh, Berrantos won that one, too. God damn it, I suck at this. <laughs> uh, you'd think after 118 of these, I would know how to do this. Anyway, Will left, and you just lost all of it. I, I lost all skills whatsoever. Will took it with him. I think I'm just pissed off about something and need to rant. You want to do, do that, that first? Later. No, I'll do that Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> we have uh, Maximilio Romaro Sanchez, and he was on Green Red Dragons, and he was going up against Mariano Cartaccini. And uh, Cartaccini was on uh, Abzan Agro, sort of? That's what I'm going to call it. Sorta. Uh, Sanchez wins that one 2-1. We have Matias Batista de Melo, and he was on Esper Dragons, and he goes 2-0 versus Claudio Barantas Ochoa's Abzan Agro, sorta? And why do I say sorta? Oh, and by the way, again, you think I know how to do this. Oh, wait, no, I did say Melo 1-2-0. Ha ha. There you go. I'm, I'm bad at this. <laughs> I would say I'm bad at this game, but I think Chewie's uh, trademarked that. Oh. I'm going to get sued by my friend. That'd be bad. Uh, Mike, do you want to go over PV's list real quick? Uh, his Esper Dragons that's just rocking Sao Paulo. Sure. Paulo 1GP Paulo. Got it. Wait, wait, wait. We didn't get that far. I just my watched bad. you go over the decks. Spoiler alert. Well, no, well, normally we go over the results, then the decks. I told you. Confusing small me. changes. Small changes. Follow <laughs> along. We have show Tell notes. Tell the actual changes first. We have show notes. <laughs> Stay with them. Just listen to what I, listen to the words I say and then act off of the words I say. Don't right. j- jump to conclusions and end things. Dude, I don't know if you know this, but I don't know if PV won. I don't know. I have no clue. Ignore what he said. We don't know yet. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So PV was on us for Dragons. He was playing a Singleton Planeswalker in Ashiok Nightmare Weaver. Which he is had kind four- of the GFAB's uh Yeah. Attack. I mean, it's really good right now, though, because, like, even against the Dragon Mirrors, you're milling and also getting a free Ojutai. It's absolutely absurd in the Dragon Mirrors. I think that's that's the best place for it to be, realistically. Probably the, two, the three biggest, like, against Obzon, too, it's just insane. Regardless if it's the aggro 
variant or the control variant. Well, the problem with Obzon in general is, one, they usually have creatures to kill said Ashiok, especially with the aggro variant that's floating around, <laughs> and B, the multiple heroes' downfalls that are showing up in lists Although, I will say in some lists, they're disappearing, which is yeah. important. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think, you know, it's best in the mirror match just because you're just draining them of resources more than anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Continue. On to creatures. Four Dragonlord Ojitai and is split on Solomgar, Drifting Death, and Dragonlord Solomgar, one of each. Sorcerers, we have two Crux of Fate and three Thoughtseize. Instance, three Bottle Blight, four Dig Through Time, two Dissolve, three Foul Tongue Invocation, three Heroes Downfall, four Solomgar Scorn, two Anticipates, and 27 Lands. Sideboard. We got a Bioblight, a Thoughtseize, another Dragonlord Solomgar, two additional Asiok, two Dragonlord's Prerogative, three Drown in Sorrow, one Stratus Dancer, two Tassiger, the Golden Fang, and two Ultimate Price. Stratus Dancer. Very good also in the mirror. Mm-hmm. That 2-1 Flyer can deal damage. Also, it's pretty good against Obzon because they don't really have Flyers, and being able to hit one of their removal spells or even their Obzon Charm or Thoughtseize, it's really good. I concur. Uh, not your typical Obzon that I would play it against, but it's really good, it seems like, mm-hmm. against the Megamorph decks. Yeah. Because, like, they just have no way of dealing with that at all. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, a few <laughs> of them are, like, running one, maybe two Sorens at most. Right. Right now, so, like, that's their flyers. Mm-hmm. So, so not only do you pick off a removal spell, but you also just have a threat that they can't really answer because you got rid of their removal spell. You, you did. Okay, so PV, he got to play against Ricardo Nunez-Martins, and we already told you that uh, PV won that matchup. And he is running, I called it Esper Dragon, sort of. Um, he has two Soren Solemn Visitor. He has three Dragonlord Ojatai, one Dragonlord Solemn Guard. And at this point, it sounds kind of different, but still, you can kind of get it. And then four Monastery Mentor, which made me go, what? <laughs> so, kind of an odd include yeah but at the same time when you're running 24 instances yeah. sorceries just like that actually makes sense 26 spells that trigger it technically because of the sorens uh, yeah so 19 24 yeah 26 numbers yeah. math math hooray you think i'd be good at that okay so sorceries <laughs> include five of them we have one treasure cruise and we have four thoughtsies uh we have no, a, no wrath no wrath I guess because the mentor he wants to go and the Sorens wants to get more aggressive and wrathy, but eh, I won't judge. He made top eight. I'm not going to judge either because he's better than me. I mean, realistically, <laughs> if you go Monastery Mentor into Soren, like, A, you're triggering the Monastery Mentor, so you're getting a creature, and Soren's giving you a flyer. Mm-hmm. Right? Or even lifelink for a big swing. That's right. Or if you're going against Mono Red, it's like, hey, um, mm-hmm. lifelink and stuff because I don't want to die. That seems... Yeah, important. turn four, gain four, and still have a blocker. What? That's a 2-1 lifelinker. Right. It's like, come on, attack. Dare you. Dare you. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Uh, so we have the uh, four Thoughtseize, one Treasure Cruise. I think I said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 19 instants. Four of those will be Anticipate because we want to see what's there. Three of them will be Dig Through Time because Dig. Uh, we have four Solemngar Scorn, which is a little wonky with four dragons, but I guess when you just, you know, need to say counter that unless you pay one... Also a little bit more wonky because you're running more white spells. Yeah. So the double boost I mean, is a little difficult. I mean, other than Caves of Coilas, they were only running Temple of Enlightenment for that white and still provides blue anyway, but could probably still lead to some awkward draws. Aside from the two Caves of Coilas, um, yeah, realistically, I mean, most things are blue, but at the same time, it does kind of uh, looks a little awkward. Anyway, <laughs> we have an ultimate price. We have two Bow Blight. We have three Heroes Downfall. See, he still has Heroes Downfall. 
Mm-hmm. And we have two foul tongue invocation, which I, I'm a fan of invocation. I don't care about the gaining four life most of the time. Most of the time, but when it does come up, it is really good. Yeah, it's nice when it does happen, but on mm-hmm. the flip side of that, you know, just saying I'm going to, you know, make you sacrifice a creature. Now, mind you, I run Mardu, so I have these on top of Crackling Dooms, and yeah. <laughs> All the sacrifice. All the sack. We have a Dragonlord Selimgar. We have a Bowblight. Oh, wait, this sideboard. I should have said that. We have another Tongue Invocation. We have three Disdainful Strike, two Mastery of the Unseen, because you're evil. We have a Tassiker the Golden Fountain. <laughs> we have an Ugin the Spirit Dragon. We have a Glare of Heresy. We have a Kirks of Face. We have two Drown in Sorrow. We have one Utter End, <clears throat> which I expect that number to go up a lot more with the mm-hmm. rise of Megamorph creatures. Oh, yeah. It, you know, just that decade. That and Anger of the Gods, like... I'm sure the, the red-green dragons deck's probably going to be on the rise, because Anger being able to exile the Deathness Raptors is hugely relevant. Yeah, it, well, I mean, like, Obzon in general, this is really the only way they have to exile those Raptors. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, oh, oh other end, that kind of works for that three-drop, you know? I like it. I don't know. Tormod's Crypt might not be bad, I mean... Tormod's Crypt's people, always bad. Well, because people say it's too situational, but, like, there's triggers, like, with the de- uh, Den Protector and the Raptor. They're yeah. triggers you can respond to, so... Yeah, the problem with that I found with that is you're not hitting cards such as Treasure Cruise. You're not hitting cards such as Dig Through Time. You're not hitting, you know... Well, I guess you can hit ta- Tassiger activations, but mm-hmm. you can't stop the Tassiger Delve. And, he, yeah. you know, a 4-5 is still a fucking 4-5. So and the other thing with Tassiger, like, even though, like, you respond to trigger, he still mills the two, and those will still be in the yard. Because there's no time to exile the graveyard before picking. Right. So it's kind of like... It... Yeah, Delve, Delve's the weird one with that. But, like, it hits... If you're having trouble with Ethnus Raptor and Den Protector, it does kind of deal with it. Yeah, if Delve disappears, I think it's a fine answer, but if it doesn't disappear, which I don't... Well, I mean, there will be a period of standard where we only have Deathness Raptor and Den Protector without Delve, so... Yeah, later on, right. But as long as Tassiger and Dig Through Time are in the format, I think we're going to see Delve. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I think that's a fair statement. I don't think I went out on a limb on that one, do you? Uh, I think you might have went on a little bit, but, uh, I'll, I'll catch you if you fall. Oh, damn. I weigh a lot more than you. I hope you're strong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to break your face when I fall. (laughs) So do you want to go over uh, Leonardo's Atarka Red List? Sure. Scrolling. Scrolling. Because... Leonardo Oliviera. Sure. Gresham. Yeah, yeah, words, long names. Yeah, just say, yeah, I'm going over his list. It's a lot easier. Let me do the hard names. All right, he has 17 creatures, four Swiss Spears, four Founder Street Denizen, three Zergo Bell Strikers, a Singleton Frenzied Goblin, two Lightning Berserker, and three Rabble Masters. Let's be honest, he has 24 creatures. Yeah, because he has four Dragon Fodder and three Hordling Alpers. Those are his sorceries, folks. <laughs> <laughs> At instant, we have 16, four Lightning Strike, four Wild Slash, four Tarkus Command, four Stoke of Flames. So, so, not really running the uh, Become Immense we've been seeing. Right, uh... Stoke, I, that has kind of been falling off a little bit. Huh. Yeah, but I mean, when you're running seven token producers, it's yeah. not a bad card if you're not going to go like with the Become Immense and then the heel cutters you every once in a while see. So Yeah, I just think it's funny because everyone's like, yeah, I want to play Roast. And it's like, dude, Stoke the Flames is still in the format. I don't know if you noticed that. And like, you're playing <laughs> like token creators and like 30 fucking one drops. Do you think maybe Stoke's better? <laughs> and then he has 21 lands, making it a 61 card main deck. Yay. Yeah, that's Which is bad. weird for the aggro red. Yeah, I guess 21. he really wanted that one extra land. It's that one forest, man. Well, I think it's the one of the two Bloodstained Myers. Yeah, those are kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
I think it's both I mean, blood stain Myers. Yeah, because normally there's two for us, but this doesn't have become immense, so. Yeah, normally it's just four wooded foothills is literally the only fucking fetches they have, and then he was like, I'm gonna run Bloodstained Myers too, because I'm cute. Not gonna judge again, he made top eight, he's better than us. Damn it, I'm gonna judge. Alright, go ahead. (laughs) I just did. (laughs) Sweet. Alright, sideboard, we have two Goblin Hill Cutter, three Eidolon of the Great Rebel, two Searing Blood, one Hall of Triumph, four Roast, two Arc Lightning, and one Destructive Revelry. Okay, for judging the fact that I don't like having six fetches in a format that has so much red deck, I will say I love the Hall of Triumph. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are running that. Yeah, I do love the Hall of Triumph. So. Because it lets your Rabble Masters and your Zergos and your Swiss Spears live through Drown and Sorrow. It certainly does. Which I think is like the main purpose of that card. Yeah, Swiss Spear, I mean, that's why you have Wild Slash. That's mm-hmm. how you survive Drown and Sorrow with Swiss Spear. Mm. But I mean, it, it does keep your Rabble Masters alive. And I do like the Destructive Rivalry because a lot of the Esper Dragons decks are running the one of Virulent Plague, which shuts down pretty much half of your deck. It does. It shuts down seven, all seven of your sorceries. Essentially shuts down Ravel Master because it's just a gray ogre at that point. Right. Two, two for three balls. Technically the goblin comes out, but it dies instantly. Yeah. It, you don't even have time to tap it to convoke. It just, yeah. it's like, boom, check, bang, dead. It's like dropping something into a pool of lava. It technically hits it, but it's gone before you can tell. I don't know about pool of lava. Just, it's like throwing something into the sun. It's just going. Mm-hmm. Okay, that one. That will burn up a lot quicker. <laughs> I'd say. You know, there's things you can throw in lava and actually watch it begin to dissolve. Where you throw something in the sun, it's fucking gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, its atoms are broken down. It's just, it, it's ugly up there. Uh, but, hey, it, it provides us life. But he lost to Sergio Barantos. What was and he on? He was on a mono green splashing for a Tarka, and this is the See the Unwritten deck. Um, so, Ooh. four sorceries, See the Unwritten. Now we'll go to the 32 creatures. Four Elvish Mystic, four Rattleclaw Mystic, four Sylvan Caryatid. So he has He loves all, Mana Ramp. Dude, he does. And then four Corsair Cruffix. So let's just well, ramp some more. good right now. Uh, two Boon Seder. I think Boon Seder is actually extremely good right now. Oh, yeah. But when is it not, right? <laughs> eh, it wasn't too good uh, when it first came out. I see. No, 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 no. I said it was really? good. And it came out and it, it, was, it was making small splashes. A card with that much uh, flexibility is just always going to be good. Mm-hmm. But it was starting to fight with like a good three drops. Like, it was. Especially once Obzon first came out with a Seed Rhino with Cons of Dark Gear, with the Charm, with Anafenza, with Corsair. Yeah. Yeah, Corsair's really what kind of forced it to become relegated as a side card, because it's like, well, I can't afford four Corsairs and four Boonsaders in one deck. Plus, when everyone's playing Corsair, do you want to play something that pretty much just trades a Corsair, and maybe has the upside of bestowing onto your own? Right, no, I agree. Um, Four Pelucranos, the World Eater, two Surak, the Hunt Caller, and that is the reason Boonsader has gotten so much better. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I play Surak. Next turn, I go ahead and bestow a Boonsader. Go fuck yourself. Uh, Four Whisper Wood Elemental and four Dragon Lord of Tarka because see the unwritten. Did you hear? I that actually part? think I actually think the reason why Boonsader's gotten better is because of Den Protector. Because bestowing it on that and then things that are smaller than it can't block. Oh look, I'm seven. Do you well, have an Atarka? No. Okay, you can't block. Well, the Sarok a formidable uh, trigger. That is, is true. Really but... big with the Boonsader because it's just like guaranteed bang. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I have a freaking Elvish Mystic and a Sarok. I now have the formidable. And even if you kill my fucking Elvish Mystic, guess what? I'm still formidable. So you might as well mm-hmm. kill a Sarok. Uh, so I, Although I do, I do like it better with a Den Protector because that just seven points unblockable essentially right. is just big damage. Yeah. 
Hydra. So, sideboard. Three Genesis Hydra, because it's a green deck. Four Nalia's Disciple, because red's popular. Three Xenagos the Reveler. Hey, more red! <laughs> because satyrs. <laughs> and ramp. Control. And ramp. <laughs> Two Arbor That's Colossus, true. because dragons are a thing. And three Nissa World Waker, because control. And Ugin. Where's Ugin? I do not see Ugin. No, 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 no. For against Ugin. Oh. Yeah, because they're colorless lands. Sorry, Ugin, they're four fours as well. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's a good reason, actually. But again, against control. I don't see too many aggro decks running Ugin. I think the fact, the second you put Ugin in your deck, your deck becomes classified specifically as no longer aggro or mid-range. It is, at that point, control. (laughs) I'm going to play the mono Unless you're the Devotion deck, because that can stay mid-range, because it can pump it out on, like, turn five. Yeah, you can splash an Ugin into this, no problem. With the three Nykthos, yeah, no problem. Yeah, but when you're running for CD Unwritten, you're kind of not wanting to it, because you can't really hit the Ugin. No, you really can't. Um, so our next deck that we are going to go over, and Mike is going to be happy to do this, is he's going to go over Maximilano's Green Red Dragons deck. You said I was going to be happy. Uh, okay, time for happy face on. Got it. Let's yeah. go. He has 30 creatures, guys. 30. Four Storm Breath Dragon, four Elvish Mystic, four of those Boon Satyrs, four Goblin Rabble Masters, three Ciroc Hunt Callers, four Thunderbreak Regent, four Rattleclaw Mystic, and three Air of the Wilds. What about that does not make you happy? Nothing. <laughs> Everything makes me happy. Well, I'm a bit unhappy about the lack of a target, but that's... I mean, like, he's... He's bringing the house with this deck, man. Oh, yeah. Although I, I do kind of, like, turn my head sideways when I see the two four drops as a double red and a double green, and it's like, hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I probably would prefer, like, cutting one Ciroc for Dragon Lord of Tarka. Because if you drop two Ciroc's, and they can't kill the first one. See, I'm just not a fan of Rattleclaw Mystic. Uh, I think he wants it to go turn three uh, Thunderbreak if he doesn't have a Mystic. Yeah, like, I get the, the Rattleclaw is probably better because of Boon Seder than Carrot did, mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, if you're if you're specifically running this for the ramp, I would just rather have the Carrot for the guaranteed ramp to get to said big stupid creatures. I mean, it does kind of go against his plan of turning dude sideways. It does. So I guess he just wanted to stay all in on turning dude sideways. Fair. I mean, I mean, it's hit or miss with the Rattleclaw. Either it's good, better than Carrot or worse at times. Yeah. It's, I think if it was four Karyatid, we wouldn't see as many Boon Satyrs. That's one thing that I'm pretty yeah. sure, you know, Build would say. But I think you would also probably increase the number of, you know, Arrow of the Wilds to four. Mm-hmm. And it would give you a couple of this cool-ass instant that he has in here, which would be nice. Yep. And the Sorcerers, we have four Craters Claws and a Roast. Singleton, one. And then two Draconic Roar at instant. Yeah, see, I, I, I have no problem with... Having more of any of those. Mm-hmm. I like killing stuff. I don't know. Yep. Mm. Sideboard. We have two more roasts. Two destructive revelry. A Nissa World Waker. One plummet. Because <laughs> dragons. The Rev- yeah. <laughs> two Xenagos the Reveler. Two Wild Slash. Three of those Hornet Nests. And two Anger of the Gods. Hornet's Nest. Because Abzan. <laughs> <laughs> and technically, well, kind of also heroic, which is fringe, but if they don't have a protection spell, they're not attacking into that thing. No. But, you know, that you said that against Abzan, they just go, fuck. Yeah, because they don't run flyers. Like, damn it, I'm going to have to use my Den Protector three times just to kill that thing and all of what it <laughs> bees. That sucks! I mean, Death Mist kind of doesn't mind it too much. I mean, it's a bit annoying keeping having to buy it back. Right. But it can out, outrace it, like, grind it out. Yeah, over time. It, it just slows them down mm-hmm. enough, you know, where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. now I'm good because, uh, remember, I have dragons and you do not. <laughs> hey, if it comes down to it, roast your own damn nest. 
Which is just so fun. Mm -hmm. You know what? I am going to actually agree with Mike. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. That was a Nike commercial. Yeah, it was. Nike, new sponsor. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. The Pittance Podcast. No. (laughs) Not that I wouldn't sell out. I'd sell out in a heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go with this Abzan Control Sorta from Mariano Cartaccini. Which is probably completely different than how I pronounced it earlier. Go suck. Okay, so we have one planeswalker. It is Soren Solemn Visitor. Okay, mm, that that kind of makes me go wait a second. I thought you said aggro. He's burning Soren. Yeah, uh, we have two Warden of the First Tree. See that begins to make me think aggro. Then he has two Rockshosh's Death Dealer, two Fleece Main Lines, or four four four, four, four sorry four Anafens of the Foremost. I'm like, okay, see this is like the aggro deck. Four Siege Rhino because it's Abzan, but then it's like two Wingmate Rock, and that makes me go, that's not really an aggro card. It's hmm. like Took the old mid obs on mid range from just before dragons, just sped it up a little bit. Right. I mean, yeah. Three thought seas. Nothing says aggro like three thought seas. Nothing. <laughs> There's nothing aggro about the card thought seas. That's the truth. Um, we have two Dramocus command. Okay, that's aggro. Uh, two Bobolite because you just need some removal. Three heroes downfall. I'm so glad to see those numbers beginning to tick back up. We have four Obzon charm because uh, it's that's absent. aggro controlled everything. Yeah, it's three mana. I do what I want. Yeah, which is three mana um, make this dude huge. Three mana draw two cards at instant speed. Three mana get rid of that thing. Right. Just like you know. Yeah. Exile that thing too. Yeah, get it gone. It's uh-huh. not being delved away for your dig through time. It's not coming back because you flipped something face up. It's gone. And that hits Raptors, correct? Yes. I'm uh, game. Power three or greater. Yes, it is. Uh, so that hits the Raptors, and that's another reason why all of a sudden you're seeing odds on charms. Also kind of shuts down the uh, Dragon Land. They can't buy that back. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. So, sideboard, we Ooh, have a thought. Two, two Urborg in this list, too. Yeah, we're beginning to see a lot of Urborgs, which, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, well, it's just some, some, like, people debate over whether two isn't, like, some decks kind of need a second Urborg because they have a lot of black, but at the same time, people argue you don't want two of the legendary land. We no matter how hit the first little one. you'll see it. Yep. No matter what, you want to hit the first one because what it really does, mm-hmm. what Urborg does so well is it's like, okay, it lets me skew my mana base to where I'm going more green-white because I'm going to hit that Urborg. And if I run one Urborg, the odds ain't that great. If I run two, they get a lot better. I can remember back in the day running a deck with four of them in it, and that was just the numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Channel Fireball guys for the last Pro Tour, when they were running Esper Dragons, up until like the last few days, they actually had two Urborg in their list. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, so and, yep. uh, let's move sideboard. to the sideboard, where we are currently looking at 15 cards. One of them is a Thossies, one of them is another Jermokas Command. We have an extra Sworn, we have a two Elspeth. Oh, wait a second, he can go, like, Control. We have three Dur- Drown and Sorrow, two Duress, Anissa World Waker, two Ultimate Price, and two Self-Inflicted Wounds. So very transformational sideboard. Very nice, very nice. And Mike's going to go over Mateus's Esper Dragons list, which is Yay. a lot like other Esper Dragons list. Yay. All three of them are completely different. All right, scrolling. God damn it. Come prepared. <laughs> it's hard. I got to scroll. All right. We have one Planeswalker in Ugin the Spirit Dragon, because if you're going to run a Planeswalker, run, run the best one in standard. Wait, PV said you wrote Ashiok. Well, this guy says Ugin, so. And I believe, what was it, uh, Ricardo, he said you run um, Soren. Mm-hmm. So all three were completely different lists. Just right there, I'm calling them different lists. Well, Ricardo had two planeswalkers. The other two only had one. So okay. But then, but then again, how he he didn't win? So yeah. Um, there's only five creatures in this list: two Salamgard Drifting Death, and only three Dragon Lord Ojitai. 
I like Dr- Drifting Death better than Dragon Lord, not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like a lot of these lists are actually running two of the Drifting Death and four Ojitais. I, which I don't mind that. No, there's numbers. It seems like he cut, uh, one of the Dragon Lords for the Ugin. Well, no, I'm just figuring he's replacing a Planeswalker with it. But, I mean, I think when you look yeah, at the spells, okay. you, you'll see... Well, no, mm-hmm. no, no. I mean, the Planeswalker, you just switch with Ashiok, right? Because sure. all of them's running at least one Planeswalker, so he's he's going with a little bit more spells. Ah, okay. Sorceries. We have two Crux of Fate. There's actually Wrath in this main deck. Yes, there is. Three Thoughtseize. And then we got 23 instants, four of those dig through times, two dissolve, four Salungar scorn, three anticipate, three foul tongue invocation, three heroes downfall, two ultimate price, and two bio blight with 26 lands. Uh, now when you was all pumped because you was like, yeah, he's running a removal sweeper. It's great. And I don't think Crux is very good right now. Uh, Naming dragons is not always a good thing, and a lot of times you see this card come up, and literally it's a one-for-one. Like, they played one Ojatai, and you're like, ah, kill it. Well, I mean... It does do that job. Yeah. Well, in the control mirrors, you want that thing dead. But it doesn't do any worse than a Foul Tug Invocation. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times it does no better than a Foul Tug Invocation. A lot of times you're trading your own dragon with his dragon... Well, that's why you only see two of in the main, for, like the actual creature deaths. Right. I, I, I don't. I would like the white one better because the the idea of look, I can get cute and possibly save my own dragon. I don't think it's that's, going to I win you enough games. Watch. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to win you enough games to actually make it relevant. No, but like when you tap out turn five with Dragon Lord Ojitai, you would love to follow up with a Crux if they have a defensive Storm Breath or any other creature that could either trade or eat the Ojitai if it tries to attack. Yeah, it's really a shame. Like if people knew how to play control, they wouldn't tap out on turn five for an Ojitai, but the current control, for, Cur- yeah. the way it's formed, you have to, and I hate it. <laughs> So, what's that sideboard look like? Uh, we have one Thoughtseize, one Faltung Invocation, one Ultimate Price, two Bioblight, two Dragonlord Solemgar, two Ashiok Nightmare Weaver, so he's close. One Dragonlord's Prerogative, three Drown in Sorrow, one Duress, and one Self-Inflicted Wound. Yay, Self-Inflicted Wound. I mean, there's a bit of a lack of Lair of Heresy in the sideboard this weekend, it seemed. There is, there is, so... I mean, it looks like Self-Inflicted Wound's taking its favorite slot, which I don't think it's terrible, but I still think Lair's better. Hmm. So like what do you have left? I have Claudio Barentis Achoa's, uh, sort of. Ooh, and I saw a glare in there. Sweet. Abzan deck, which, uh, you know, like, it's a lot like the last Abzan deck I talked about, except, uh, went to his creature list, add two Air of the Wilds, and add a Boon Seder. Okay? Yep. Um, and his instance has been away changed. The, uh, take away the Wardens. Oh no, he has those. No, oh, they're in there. Oh. His instance has been cut to eight. He still has the three Thoughtseize. Um, and he only has two Ultimate Price, three Abzan Charm, three Heroes Downfall. So Abzan Charm is gone, you know, and other things. Okay, his sideboard is, yeah, a little different. Uh, an Ultimate Price, a Thoughtseize, one Elspeth, one Whip, two Duress, three John and Sorrow, two Dramoka's Command, which are absent from the main board. Yeah. One glare of heresy and three self-inflicted wounds. Seems like his main deck's more aggressive than the last one, because this is just so many more creatures, less spells. Right. He was probably expecting a large Abzan showing, and was like, I want to go under the Abzan mid-range decks. Or even a Tarka red, because having more creatures, less spells is kind of better against that deck in in the blind. Okay, so let me break down the metagame for day two real quick. Yeah, something different and new. Uh, so we have Esper Dragons with 21 
of them arriving in day two for 16% of the field. Uh, but two of those dragons decks was just blue black, but they got lumped together because Frank Carson's does weird numbers. Uh, we yep. have red aggro and this, and 13 of these red aggro decks are Atarka, are splashed Atarka's command. So they are actually the Atarka red. We have 20 of those though, total for 15%. And we have 17 Obzan aggro, uh, and that accounts for 13%, and that includes Willie Edel's strange Mega Morph aggro deck that is not the Mega Morph Abzan deck that you're used to seeing. Okay, so we have uh, 12 red-green dragons at 9%. We have Abzan Control slash Mega Morph, 11 of those for 8%. And Ban Heroic came in with five of them. Green Devotion came in with five of them. Uh, Bansk Megamorph came in with seven. Sadisi Whip had seven. Green White Company deck came in with nine. So, like, there are some other decks. There were 16 random decks for 18% of the field. So the And all those decks was, like, two or one. So those still beat out the top deck. That's – or no, they didn't. Why is the percentages all wrong? Fuck you, math. <laughs> like, it shouldn't have been that high of a percentage, but it clearly said that when I added the numbers. Hmm. Okay, but continuing on with the GP, we have uh, Palo Vita Dama de Rosa, 2-0 over Sergio Barrentos, Maximilio Romano Sanchez, 2-1 over Mateus Batista del Melo, and we have Palo Vita Dama de Rosa, 2-0 over Maximilio Romano Sanchez. And Paulo wins GP Paulo. It's like it was meant to be. It was. It was, it was named so after him. Crazy. Clearly he was going to win. I don't think it was named after him. I'm just they saying. Don't know that. Sao Paulo's a that. little older than PV. They don't know that. They named the city after him because he's so good at magic. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> so we Hey, have... the internet will believe whatever they want, so. So let's go up to our hat now. I mean, Canada. Big. <laughs> 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 so at GP Canada, we had some names show up there too. It wasn't like everybody was sitting over in Europe. We have Ben Fangrish, uh, and he was on an Abzan Mega Morph list. Ha ha. We have Brad Nelson on Abzan Agro. Brad Nelson wins that 2-1. We had a Lucas Seal with Abzan Midrange versus Craig Wesco. And Craig Wesco was on Green White Collected Company because he's fucking Craig Wesco. What do you expect? And Seal, he wins that 2-0, although it's a little strange to see the Bant part of that gone because Craig's been running the Bant version. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Daniel. Yeah, I mean, he's probably trying to sell. Right. We have Daniel. Shut up, let me talk. <laughs> Daniel Fournier on here with Abzan Midrange. We have Mark Jacobson. What was that? Abzan Midrange. Thank you. That's what I said. Okay. What did you think I said? No, no that, I was trying to interrupt. Oh, go fuck yourself. Right. We had Mark I'll Jacobson. Right back, he wins 2-1 with Bant Megamorph. And then we have, which, you know, we had Ben White with Bant Megamorph, and he loses to my man Edgar Magalhaes. I, I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> 2-0, who is rocking Mardu Dragons. That's right, Mardu. So we're not going to take the time to go over every single one of these lists because we just went over a bunch of lists over in Sao Paulo, and most of these are very, very, very similar. Uh, we did not touch on any Megamorph decks, so I will like to quickly let Mike go over the first one of those by Ben Feingrish. By Ben Feingrish, you say? Yes. All right, he was on the Obzon Megamorph variety with two Elspa Suns champion as the Planeswalker. Creatures, mm-hmm. we have four Fleece Main Lion, four Corsair of Grufix, four Den Protector, four Deathmiss Raptor, because they're married, and four Seed Rhino. And then we have four They're going to make two... ugly fucking babies. Well, sure, they already have one, unless it's from a previous marriage. 
I think that was probably from a previous. I don't understand how a raptor would breed with a human. I'm just saying. In, there's been weirder things. I mean, yeah, I get it, magic, you know, don't, don't question it's it. It's fantasy. I'm questioning it. Anything can happen. I mean, like, I guess, you know, raptors have the hook penises. Never mind, I'm on a tangent, go ahead. <laughs> well, they're part of team, but the shamans could probably whip something up. Well, you know, like, there are some animals that have that hook that once they get in, you can't pull them out until they're done. Well, she survived at least, so. Yeah, maybe. I guess she isn't pushing them off at least. Well, maybe when they're both morphed, it didn't count. Like, it doesn't matter the species until they're flipped up. That is a distinct possibility. Yeah, there you go. Okay, again, Two let's move light. on. <laughs> Two downfall, four of uncharmed. We're supposed to keep this PG-13. My bad. <laughs> Wait till later. <laughs> <laughs> slideboard. We got slideboard. We're going to do that slideboard. <laughs> that was some we water on that motherfucker. <laughs> We have Bob Blade and Anugan, two end hostilities, two Dramokas Command, two Duress, two Mastery of the Unseen because he hates Angelo, three Drown and Sorrow, a Read the Bones, and a Self-Inflicted Wound. He does, in fact, hate me. Yep, we we have it written. We'll take a picture and post it with this episode. Mm-hmm. So I will hurry up and go over Craig Wesco's Green White Collect Company deck because it, it, it's cool. So yeah. we have as spells, instance, ten. Two Valorous Stance, because indestructible kill stuff. I mean, duh. Yep. Uh, four Tremokas Command, because duh. I like that reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we have four Collected Company, because duh, that's the name of the deck. Now. It's nice seeing the 4-2 uh, split, because previously we were seeing like the 3-3 three, three split on Valorous Stance and Command. Yeah. Which, I don't mind the 3-3. Three, three. No, because, like, it's protection where Dromoka's Command isn't yeah. against uh, Downfall, so. When you're hitting things like... Coursers, and I mean, there's always seems to be targets with your mm-hmm. command. They both kill Courser, but Valorous Stance itself alone kills Cedrano on empty board, yeah. while Dromoka's Command needs a Death Mist, and that's a two for one. Right. Well, two, one and a half for one, because you could flip uh, anything and get that Raptor back. Yeah, but on top of killing the, like, if it was just Courser in a deck, like, I would want more Valorous Stance than Dromoka's Commands. But the second you put in, like, Mastery, the, the second you put in Whip, or any of those, you know, enchantments mm-hmm. that just make you go, fuck, I need to kill that, like, you, obviously you want the Dromoka's Command a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, Collected Company, what it does is you look for a creature, you look top six cards of your library, you look for creatures with converted mana cost three or less, you put two of those cards onto the battlefield, so expect a lot of low casting cost creatures. At instant speed. At instant speed. That's the important part. Yeah, great blockers. Uh, so, four Den Protector, uh, you can get that. Four Death Mist Raptor, yeah, you can get that. Four Corsair Crewfix, yep, you can get that yep. too. Three Bramaws King of Arescos, you can get that too. Yep. Uh, Fleece Bane Line, absolutely. Yeah. Three Seeker of the Way, yep. One Warden of the First Tree, yes, but why yeah. are we one? Uh, eh. Three Elvish Mystic, because this deck needs to ramp, damn it. Not much. No, 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 I would just rather have those as Wardens. Yeah. Well, I think the Mystic's just there for turn two Coursers or turn two Death Mist, which has very high upside, so... Uh, turn two, three, three, Warded is pretty good upside, too. Eh, yeah, but you only have one threat on the board at that point. Fair, but is Elvish Mystic ever really a threat? Uh, he doesn't have Boon Satyrs, never mind. Yeah, yeah. It's Spain gives it counters. If, never mind, I ain't even gonna explain what wasting a Dramoka's command to give an Elvish Mystic. Hey, if you have them sack a Courser and you're trying to swing for lethal but you need to space your block, your attackers out more, you never know. Just keep coming up with reasons, they're still all wrong. Got it. I always <laughs> come up with a reason. Okay, I so, sideboard, we have two Valorous stands, so he can make that Dramoka's command switch. Mm-hmm. We have two Radiant Purge. Because I want or eh. see Rhino dead for sure. Yeah. Defense or butts, and I don't want it coming back. 
We have two Master of the Unseen. We have two, we have three Arishin Clerics because Red Deck's yeah. a thing. We have four Windstorm because Dragons. <laughs> Although, I still like Limit better. I would have liked the 2-2 split, if anything. Yeah. We have two Boon Seder as well, so I guess you can make your Elvish Mystics something. Yeah. But that's Craig Wesco, so, you know, that's Craig Wesco. I know you want to go over this Bant Megamore deck. The Bant one? Yeah. I just went over the Obzon one. Okay, this one has Blue Well, you know the last deck I'm going over. Yeah. (laughs) This one has two Planeswalkers as well, but they are a Johnny Steadfast. Oh, yeah. There are 26 creatures. I don't see a Johnny in this list. I'm on the different list. I'm on Ben White's. Ah! That's, there you go. Did you want me to go over the other one? It doesn't matter. They're both very, okay. very similar. This one had a Johnny in it. I'm going to go over yeah, this one. The other one doesn't have Planeswalkers. There you go. There's your difference. I, I like a Johnny, so I'm going to go over this one. So two Johnny Steadfast, 26 creatures with four Elvish Mystic, two Sylvan Carrioted, and one Rattleclaw Mystic. We have four Fleece Main Lion, three Corsair, three Dranglord Ojitai, and onto our Morphs. Four Death Misraptor, four Dem Protector, and one Stratus Dancer. Because flying negate. And blowouts. Flying negate is a thing. Close enough negate. Counter target instant or sorcery spell. Negate. <laughs> Negate's non creature. It's close enough. Fair. Fair. Let's say it's a buff dispel. Yeah. Yeah. Better dispel. It's a negate. <laughs> it just doesn't hit one's wars. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it hits them for three. It does, exactly. It kills them in the air. Ha. Uh, uh so yeah, what else is it? We have here? six six instants, two Valor Stance, two Dramokus Command, and two main deck stainful stroke. I like ye. Two enchantments. Two Mastery of the Unseen. I hate these people. <laughs> oh wait, but you know what? I can live with it. There's no, there's no Nikos. Yeah, that really is like you know. I can live with the one That's if the, the other's not. Between gaining sixty life and six hundred life, right? It's just not. And sixty fun. life gain is already a long enough game, but six hundred is just. Why do you just scoop or just start swinging and no more of this yeah. pass? When you're gaining 600, like, you don't have to worry and about the red deck. And not doing anything afterwards? You don't have to worry about the red deck with 600. The problem is you don't have to worry about the red deck when you gain 60. <laughs> like, Sometimes good. you don't have to worry about when you gain 16. When you gain 6. <laughs> a lot yeah. of times it does the job. Uh, okay. Down the sideboard. 15 of these cards are coming at you guys. We have a Stratus Dancer, a Valorous Stance, two more Dromokas Command, two more Disdainful Strokes, two Hornet Nest, two Glare of Heresy, an Elspeth, two Plummet, a Negate, and a Hidden Dragon Slayer. Another Morph card. He went all over those uh, new uh, Bant Megamorph cards. I like which, the Dragon Slayer. Yeah. The, I, uh, a flavor fail that he can't kill any of the Slumgars. You just, yeah. He can't slay that dragon. Or the me- Megamorph ones from uh, dragons that aren't morphed up. Right. But well, on to the good deck. Edgar Magahalas, which I know I pronounced it wrong, don't care. Um, he was on Mardu Dragons, which, you know, Is another Mardu. I maybe. I think it's Magales. Okay. I think the eight might be silent. I will continue to mispronounce that. Okay, so we have four <laughs> Seeker of the way. We have two Soulfire Grandmaster, which he said Soulfire Grandmaster he wants more of. He probably cut back Seekers. That makes sense to me because I said that a long mm-hmm. time ago. Uh, we have four Goblin Rabble Master. We have four Thunderbreak Regent. We have four Storm Breath Dragon. We have two Kolagon the Storm's Fury, which I've been running my Mardu deck for a while because of Dash. It yep. just uh, fucking avoids everything. Uh, so we have three Thought Seas. We have four Draconic Roar because dragons. Remember all those dragons I named? Yeah. There's ten of them. Yeah. Dragons. Four Crackling Doom because it is the best removal spell in the current standard format. No one can convince me differently. We have two Foul Tongue Invocation, which is just a little bit worse than Crackling Doom. 
but still pretty good. Still pretty good. Especially cause, cause dragons. Dragons. Uh, we have a Dragons. Why Singleton Colagon's command? Because I really Probably don't you? know. <laughs> yeah, we'll go I with think that. That's a good utility one of. We have a singleton murderous cut. As a value one of, I think, and again, this is just me, Charm. uh, I would probably go with the, uh, utter end. Okay. But I mean, I think the Colgon's command has a little bit more value because of the Grandmaster of gaining of the lifelink on it. He has no way to exile. And that be, is, that is becoming true. a problem in this world of Den Protector Raptor. Who knows? He might solve that in the sideboard. He might. We have 25 lands. Sideboard. We have a Thought Siege. We have another Colagons Command. We have two Read to Bone. We have two Outpost Siege. I like Outpost Siege and Mainboard. We have two Crux of Fate. I would cut Colagons, can for, Colagons Command for an Outpost Siege. Colagons Can? Yes. For an Outpost Siege. What is it a there. can of? It's a can of nothing. It's can of ass whooping? Pork and beans. Can of Fury? No. Can of whoop ass from Stone Cold? No. No, no, no. It's a can Damn. of fucking creamed corn. <laughs> <laughs> An outpost siege is a can of whoop ass. So there. I, we have two crux of fate. We have four anger of the gods. That's kind of important. We have a singleton mastery of the unseen. We have a singleton dragon lord Colagon because, uh, more dragons? Because Mardu. Or not Mardu. Because Albzon. Yeah. Because you and your four of every creature. Okay, I killed two. Okay, you're only playing half your creatures now. Right. We have a singleton Elspeth's son's champion, so he can go a little big. I like so, this build. I don't know if I like it as much as I like last week's Mardu build. Did, um, did you see the game he played against uh, the red deck? He had a Thunderbreak region out, goes Soulfire Grandmaster, attack with Thunderbreak, but not his one goblin token, which I found weird. His opponent had two goblin tokens back untapped, and then he plays Soulfire and Angers to gain a shit ton of life, but he never got the free... Actually, no, he, the, there was no creatures untapped for the red deck, so he just missed a free point, one point of damage. I mean, he wiped the board, but his opponent got put to five, and Thunderbreak can't deal five. Yeah. So it was one of those awkward moments where he kind of missed an onboard kill, but he didn't because the Thunderbreak put his opponent to one, forcing the red deck to interact with it, and the red deck can't and survive. Right. Like, come on, kill it. But <laughs> Do something. <laughs> I mean, I guess he, his opponent could have gone outburst into a Tarkus command and double blocked. Yeah. Okay, so moving on with our top eight, we have Mark Jacobson losing to Mr. Magahalas 2-1, and we have Lucasiao, Lucasiao beating Brad Nelson 2-1, which just pissed boo, everybody off. Boo. I mean, it just, it, the only thing that made the world more mad on that day was watching Cedric go down in the SCG top eight. Oh, like, that matchup was so bad for him. Oh, it was Can terrible. we go over that one, that one matchup and the, his opponent's deck? Um, we could probably touch on it, uh, I I about the deck list at the moment, but we'll we'll touch on it after we get done with this part. After we get done with the GP, so we have uh, Lakasial two one over Mister Magala, <laughs> and <laughs> so here is the breakdown for for the for that 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 day two there in Toronto where we had Alexan Agro at twenty nine, which is sixteen percent. Esper Dragon twenty seven of those at fifteen percent. Atarka Red twenty five of those at thirteen point five percent. We had uh, Bant Megamorph at twelve. For 7%, we had Abzan Megamorph 11 at 6%, and we had Abzan Midrange 7 for 4%, and Mono Red 7 for 4%, and a bunch of other stuff, including a blue-red uh, insult artifact deck, which is always weird to see. Mm-hmm. Always weird. So, our top three, and what this tells us is between two major tournaments, our top three decks going into day twos were Esper Dragons had 48 different decks show up. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, again, there was two blue There's always a tweak, yeah. Yeah. Um, that made day two, 
we had 46 Obzan Agros show up. That deck's really good. And we had 52 different variants of Red Aggro. That's with Atarka, without Mm. Atarka. So those are the three decks I really think, you know, have clearly stepped forward as, look, these Mm. are the three decks everyone's running. Yeah, you can run other stuff, but these are the ones that if you're setting up a gauntlet to go to a GP or to a PPTQ or, you know, an invitation or something like that, Like, you have to be prepared for these three decks. If you can't beat these three decks, you're going in at a mm-hmm. distinct handicap. Yep. Uh, so I don't, I, I'm, again, there, right there, I'm not talking out of my ass. I think I'm 100% correct with that. So, yeah, I know stuff. See, Angelo's been kind of getting back into standards, so Angelo is uh, covering Ooh. things that Ooh. I never cared to cover before. So, again, Cedric Phillips, all right? <laughs> so, uh, said he's running a He's on darker red. red. And he it's sits down. He's on uh, um, fucking blue. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I don't need to hey, watch this. Splashing green. It is splashing green, but... For a collecting company. And, Angelo, guess what there's a four of in, of in this list? Master of Waste. Walker. Yeah, there is. There's Master of Waste. And that's why it's, Cedric just could not be but There's Frostwalker, which is that one promo next month, you know, that you said that was bad. It's a bad fucking card, dude. There's no but way you're going to be this top. Here's four of in the top eight. I don't care. It's still a bad here. card. If well, there was a good card at a two-drop good in blue, top they would have played it. But there's no, no good two-drops in yeah, blue. The, the guy said you could probably switch out between Frostwalker and Omen Speaker, depending on how heavy of a red, uh, mono-red uh, you're expecting the weekend. Which Just apparently, the... that is going to be the most popular deck. Yeah. <laughs> As I just explained. But yeah, uh, when Cedric sat frost. down, it was like mono blue, and I'm like, wait a second. He has four masters. Cedric can't win. I'm done watching this. <laughs> it was ugly. It was really ugly. But Cedric won yeah. like his last nine. Yeah, he w- he snuck in on X and three to day two. Yeah. And then and he, he went 8-0 on day two. Yeah. yeah. He had to, to win his eight. last nine matches to make top eight. Because like... <laughs> He was X and three going into round nine. Right. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm X three going into the last round of day one. So he almost didn't like, you know, well, mm-hmm. SEG, you can get four losses and still make day two, but you have no shot. Uh, depends on how small of an event, because most of the events have been clear cut at X two with a few at X two one. This one, they were saying X four. Really? Yeah. It must have been a small... Well, it was audible to Portland like two weeks before it started... Uh, From Seattle. Happened. So that probably was a smaller one than normal. Fair, fair. Uh, so what we're going to do at this moment is go ahead, take a break, come back with all the spoiler madness, because we've been talking about Standard for an hour, so why not talk about Modern in a minute? And we... There's dragons? There's going to be dragons. 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 Because dragons. Wait, is there any dragons? I don't think there is any dragons. There will be. Okay, well, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. I'm here yet again to tell you people about Titan Game Shop. Look, this place is where you get everything. That you could ever need for magic. I mean, sleeves, deck boxes, sealed products, singles, whatever you want. But this weekend, specifically, on the 10th of May, this is where you can take your first step towards the Pro Tour. They have an invitational qualifier from SCG that is also APPTQ. Format is standard. Please show up if you're from the Pittsburgh area and you want to get in on the Pro Tour. And if not, hey, you can always order that other product I told you about at TitanGameShop.com. That's T-A-I-T-A-N, GameShop.com. These are good people. Please get behind them. Ugh, I got a hair in my fucking tongue. Oh, we're back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I do, man. I got like a hair on my tongue. It sucks. 
Is it from your cat? No, my cat finally decided to leave me alone. It was I I took a drink and I think my mustache got caught in the mm-hmm. like cup and you know, it's like for yeah, some it reason good. decided it was gonna pull out and just balls. Yeah. Balls. Never pull out. Never wait, no, always pull out. <laughs> Trust me, I have two children. Always <laughs> So if, unless you're wanting one, yeah. then never. Yeah. Why would you want that? Safe sex, people. Yeah. All Pepsi safe. bags. Right? She can't get pregnant in the mouth, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> or in the butt. Hey, whoa, 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 hey, dude, sodomy, man, come on. Whoa. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own, right? Right, absolutely. Different folks, different strokes. I ain't nobody to judge. So we have some spoilers and like we, um, I, I have Mark here legit spoilers because these are confirmed. We know 100% and then I have maybe because that's a mythic spoiler and I'm still not 100% sure about that dude's list and it's still on here. So <clears throat> I mean, some of the rarities from that maybe list have been downgraded. Yes, they weren't all mythic. We know that. Um, but in our typical fashion, what we are going to do is we are going to pick three. Count them. One, two, three. Uno, dos, tres. Different. Cinco de Mayo. Right. Come on. Wait. It is Cinco de Mayo. Spanish. Yeah, Spanish. Meh. <laughs> Tequila. But at any rate, we're going to pick three of these cards to just randomly go over and maybe tell little stories about the first time we played with them and stuff like that. I don't know. We're going to do something. Mike, pick a card right now. Do it. Do it. Do it. We do. We do in the confirmed ones. I don't care. Just let me know which list it's from. All right. I'm going to do the confirmed ones, and I'm going to pick Mr. Noble Hierarch. Good old Noble Hierarch. Mr. Has a rare. Mrs. Doesn't look like yep. a mystery. Just saying, man. You don't, you don't know, just because it's a feminine face. Don't judge. You don't want to get on the list with the isms, I'm telling you, man. Noble Hierarch, that awesome person. Aha. Person. There you go. Right. Which is a zero-one human druid for one green mana. Exalted is whenever a creature you control attacks alone, that creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. And this particular guy, person taps for green, white, or blue mana. It is a rare. Unlike Not that a listed. mythic. Not a mythic. She's a mythic mana dork. Ugh. I don't care how powerful it is. If there's a mythic mana dork. I would have been upset. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. So I guess it's so, my turn. I didn't talk about when I first played it. I don't you... really care. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Whatever. Just uh, whatever. Go. It's a joke, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me a story about Noble Hierarch. My Why first modern like... deck My first modern deck was actually Infect, uh, and I had Noble Hierarchs in the deck. So, yeah, it holds somewhat special place to me. Being as the first modern deck that I played and got into, mm-hmm. it was mono. It was splashing blue at the time. The only blue spell I was splashing for was Simic Charm, actually, which I still don't feel like is a bad card for in- the Infect deck. Okay, cool, cool. It's, it's a giant growth, a protection spell, or an unsummon it, it for two mana. Is. So, I mean, it fits your plan to pump. It also protects your guy, and if you need to clear the way for something for your Glistener Elf, you clear the way. Right. Right, that's what happens. What Mike said, trust if me. If I do build Infect again, there will be at least one Simic Charm in the main deck. Mm. Okay. I cool. like me some spice. Cool. So, look, we know that Modern Masters, wow, you know, I'm sure everybody out there is like, I want to go ahead and get all my staple cards for Modern. I don't care. I'm playing this to draft. And there's no better card. I, look, I played Time Spiral Draft, and I never lost when I first picked Endrick Sar Master Breeder. 
What is Endric Star Master Breeder? Well, he's a bulk rare to start with. Yeah. Legendary creature, human wizard, four and a black, two two. Doesn't sound real good. I, I know. Two I know. It doesn't sound real good, but listen to what he does. Five. Whenever you cast a creature spell, put X one one black thrall creature tokens onto the battlefield, where X is that spell's converted mana cost. When you control seven or more thralls, sacrifice Endric Star Master Breeder. Um, that is an extremely powerful effect. Sure, this was, yeah, sure, this one's in a vintage, a, uh, Tempest Remaster card and put in the wrong place. No, it was in Time Spiral. Huh. It was a Time Spiral block card. I remember drafting it multiple times and literally never lost when I had it because what was you do Was it is, always a rare? Yes. What you okay. do is you go ahead and you get yourself up to six and then you play a huge fucking creature. Trigger like seven more and all of a sudden you have like 13 or 14 fucking, uh, one ones and you're just like, yeah, I'm good. And limited yar. You're just yeah. like, I'm just gonna swing with these 14 one ones every turn and eventually, even though you're blocking, I'm going to deal 20 damage to you and yeah, go fuck yourself. You only block so many at a time. Right. So yeah, that's, it's just a sick card, like, as far as drafting goes, and this is clearly a card that was put in there to sure up the draft format, especially when there's, you know, another card that I may talk about that it works really fucking well with. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think I'm going to take the wheel, and uh, my next card is going to be Bloodthorn Vampire. Remember that Endrix R thing? <laughs> yeah. Bloodthorn Vampire says sacrifice a creature. Bloodthorn Vampire gets plus two, plus two, and so end of turn. Way to keep uh, your thrall countdown. Uh, it is a way to keep your thrall countdown. It is also a way for a alpha swing for the win for sure. Mm-hmm. All of those yeah. one ones become two twos basically. You know, once you clear somebody's board with the black, you're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. I got you, fucker, go eat a dick. I'm definitely expecting someone to go with the uh, Endric and then cast something big for like six mana. Play the Blood Throne and then swing with the tokens. Play another big thing, but sack the six that attack keepers. Roll count low. You know, just keep getting some advantage. Yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, realistically, like, if you do get a first pick Edric Sar, like, your next card you're looking for is Bloodthorn Vampires. Like, there are other cards you might want to take over it, but for the most part, Bloodthorn Vampire is just a powerhouse with the other card. So you want to work the two together, you know. Yes, Edric Sar is clearly a rare. You're going to get that pack one, pick one, or what have you. And then from there, you want to get three or four Bloodthorn Vampires. I'm not joking about this. Like, it's, it's a yeah, two-draw. It's a common. Try and get three or four of them, and you will thank me later when, mm-hmm. when you're drafting. There's only a few decks are going to want it, so. Right. Mike, what is your second card? Hmm. Am I going to get the wheel as well? Uh, yeah, you absolutely get the wheel. I'll All right. the next two, brother. All right. For the first one, I'm going to go with uh, Bitter Blossom. Because Bitter Blossom? Pretty much. Yeah, Bitter Blossom. Hasn't seen much play, but still has a pretty decent price tag, so. It still has that name attached to it. Yeah. It is a mythic, so. It deserves Let's the see, it, it does. It does. But I'm curious as to see, not in the format, but financially, even though it's a mythic, see how much the price does drop. I don't think much. I really don't think any mythic mm-hmm. is going to drop price as much. Just being honest. All right. Uh, and on my wheel, I'm going to go ahead and take... Mm, it's a tough choice here. Just pick. I'm going to go with Hercules Recall, ha! which is now a rare. Ooh. It is a two-mana, blue and one, instant, return all artifacts target player owns to his or her hand. It's good. I yeah. really thought you was going to go with that white card, but, you know. That, I was I was very tempted, but... But, no. Yeah. no. Are going to go with that white card? Mm, well, my theme thus far has been drafting. Uh, yeah. And I'll probably stick to the theme of drafting, but I really oh, can't. 
I just can't because there's what, a card you want down to first here. pick Emigral? There's just a card down here that just holds a spot in my heart, and it's fake. What, what is that card? It is Shadow Thank Mage you. Infiltrator. Uh, one I mean, three, it's still pretty fine in draft too. Oh, it's great in a draft. One three fear for a blue, a black, and one. Uh, whenever Shadow Mage Infiltrator deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. You you should explain fear to some of our newer listeners. Okay, so what fear is is you know intimidate? Yeah. It's that. <laughs> Can't be blocked except by artifact creatures and or black creatures. Yeah. So if a white creature had fear, it's called artifact creatures or black creatures. Yeah. Not artifact or white. Yeah. So fear is always artifact or black. It is. It's it's basically Intimidate got templated because they felt that red deserved that ability. Mm-hmm. So they kind of changed have. fear to Intimidate, and Intimidate That's fits over the whole okay. color pie. Where fear is... It spreads the green, too. Well, yeah. Intimidate covers the whole color pie, where fear is very specific to artifact or black creatures. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if this was... Intimidate colorless... No, no, it's still artifact, correct? It, it's, it might be colorless. But the artifact on I this card it. is actually important because there is Eldrazi in this, and Eldrazi cannot block them because mm-hmm. they are not artifacts. Keep that in mind when you're doing your draft. They can have all the Kozilex, Emrakuls, or Ulamogs they want. They cannot okay. block it. Intimidate is still artifact creatures. Okay. So, yeah, that that's important, too. There's a lot of cool cards so far revealed. Uh, go to MythicSpoiler.com, mm-hmm. check out their 43, and then also feel free to go ahead and look at the real one on the main page because you know all of those are 100% correct. So, we have some packaging that we need to go over because I, I don't know why. It's in the show notes and I made the show notes, so anyway. The yeah. important part is you're only going to be able to get these as booster packs and you will not be able to buy these until May 22nd. Everything else is absolutely useless. There's pictures of cards on the front, okay? <laughs> no hierarch, Karn, Edge Champion. Oh, and let's not forget these are all now completely recyclable packages that will still end up in the normal garbage can because that's yep. just how things are. <laughs> that's how players and stores are. It's not like some stores, may, I'm not going to say all stores because some stores may have a big recycling bin. They may, they may, but most stores, they but just most stores just have that giant trash can, whether in the corner, right by the counter, you know, cause people buy packs there, mm-hmm. throw it all in there, chuck it to the dumpster at night. Look, kudos to wizards for trying. Mm-hmm. You know, Eco-friendly. try to help the environment. I, that's cool as shit, and I'm glad that they're using recyclable packages made from recyclable yeah. materials. But at the same time, I'm also realistic about humanity. and it, It's better than recycled batteries because we sell those at Home Depot, and per battery, there's 4% of an old battery saved with that one. Yeah, just... 4%. I'm just like, is it even worth it at this point? And 4% is better than 0%. Then. But it, it costs you extra. It does. Because it, it costs eco. money to recycle, yes. Yeah, so it's not worth it. <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. I mean, for the same price, when you get four whole extra batteries, if you do the math, you're getting more out of that than with the other. You personally are, but, you know, the environment is not. Value. I don't care about the environment. I want value. You can't put a value on your children's, you know, not living in fucking Hurricane City, okay? You can't put a value on that. The, the environment is where I live. Motherfuckers need water and stuff. Have you seen California recently? Yeah. Yeah, we don't have that problem. We live in the land of rivers, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Water's never Sorry gonna be an issue California. here. California. <laughs> We're not trying to be dicks. We don't have that problem though. Nope. What problems? We have snow. We, we have, we have. Five. Which leaves behind water, California. Well, we have five seasons. You know, summer, spring, fall, winter, and construction. Which all five happen in the wait, same wait, day. Wait, 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 wait. We have a spring? 
I know, right? We kind of skip that. We had a like few every days. year we skip it, dude. Like literally two <laughs> weeks ago. No, last yeah, week we, I had to wear a sweater. I was fucking cold. We were this week we're in the eighties. All that week. is our fourth. our fourth season is construction. There's no spring. Oh, okay. construction's terrible right now. But we, let's leave that all be because in one day. Because that doesn't mean anything to anybody. Uh, so we're going to move on to magic. Uh, Modern Masters 2 online because people were saying hey man it's coming out in real life when the fuck can we play it online well you can play it Friday May 29th through June wow. 17th that's one week after normally it's like two which is nice yeah normally but, but then again there's no pre-release so and there's no pro tour for this and everything else so but oh, we, they did a pro tour for this Oof. Yeah, so if you wanted to draft this like straight up draft and keep your cards get ready to pay 25 tickets Yes, I said that. Very reasonable. Um, yeah. Considering what the last, what the price, if you want to draft it now, would be. Well, if you want to, paper. if you want to draft in paper, it's it is more expensive. Yeah. Uh, but online is a bit easier. Online, it was only twenty for the first Modern Masters, so it has gone up five ticks. But from so far from the spoilers, the, it may be worth it. Yeah, because of like the value in rares and mythics that are already spoiled, it's more worth it than the last one. It, There's going to be less bulk. I feel. I, I believe you're probably on the right path. But there's also going to be a ton of Phantom events, and they're mm-hmm. pushing people towards the Phantom Sealed, the Phantom Drafts. Um, Which is nice with the Phantom, because now you can go to an X and still have enough to do another Phantom event. Right. It used to be you had to win all three rounds, because if you only won two, you were like four Phantom points short. Yeah, so what this is going to cost you to get into any of these Phantom events... I believe it is 16 phantoms. I believe so. Or, yeah, 16 phantom points yep. or 10 event tickets. So those are your options. Um, 10 bucks to get in or if you just want to play. And, yep. you know, if you just want to play, that's a fine way of doing it. Especially for just doing testing and don't really care about product on Magic Online. Like, say you're testing for, you say your store has, like, a 1K, where it's surprisingly Modern Masters draft for some reason. But you don't want to keep cards on Magic Online because you would just sell them anyway. Phantom is probably the place for you. Yeah, or you're going to Vegas. Oh, wait, that's the same weekend. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, is Vegas the same, the 29th, or is that the weekend before? Well, the weekend before Vegas is release. Is it on release week? I think it is. That's sick. I haven't, I'm I think not that's going why to Vegas, so I haven't paid nearly as much attention to it. I'd still be open to go for it, even though it's kind of, uh, late to decide, but you never know how cards fall. Right. I did I hear... In, I could win the lottery, and, you know, yeah, that's go possible. down. I did hear from somebody that, and it's weird, because from Pittsburgh to Vegas, it's a $600 plane ticket, and I was talking to somebody on Twitter who said from Cincinnati to Vegas, it's 150 And I'm like, wait a second, oh, they, I might be able probably, to swing. Yeah, they probably have direct. It's Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, to Vegas. Pittsburgh has less and less direct, but yeah, that's weird. Because the drive out there is going to, like, driving out there and getting the ticket is going to be half of just flying. Well, I mean, it's only a four-hour drive. Three hours, yeah. actually. To get especially to go with people. Yeah. Cause it doesn't seem, like, completely out of the ordinary. Four Maybe I'll try to go down for the price of one person from Pittsburgh. Wow. That's... Mm-hmm. Wow. So, uh starting tomorrow, which is probably after you... Before you guys actually get to listen to this. Anyway. A day, maybe more before. Yeah, starting Wednesday after the downtime. On the 6th, May 6th. Uh, On May 6th, Tempest Remastered is coming out. Um, I have a couple tips for you um, from my days of drafting Tempest. Uh, One, Shadow is insane. And it's a good deck for anybody new. Just take every shadow creature you find and just play with those. Just trust me. Shadow's good. Blue-black control is fucking legit. (laughs) Like, it's no joke. You can draft a control deck where you're just like, I'm going to sit back on counter spells. Fuck you. I got three mana leaks. I got four counter spells. You can go to hell. I'm going to beat you at the end with a capsize. 
And that is amazingly awesome, by the way. It's fun. Uh, and another one that you can do, and this is like never ever, and listen to me when I say this, if you draft this online, because there's no place you can do Tempest Remastered, if you ever open a Rolling Thunder, never, ever, ever, ever pass these. We don't care if you're not in red. Yeah, if you're it. not in red, just take it. Splash it. You just don't pass even if you, Thunders. And even if you can't splash it, take it, because you will hate to face it. I don't care if you open the bombest of bomb mythic rares. Like, you're like, oh, there's I don't care a if you open a wasteland. I'm taking Rolling Rare. Thunder. <laughs> because if Rolling Thunder is going to win you that draft, Wasteland might buy you a couple more drafts. I guess Oakland, you wasteland. probably won't even make your main deck. Just take the Wasteland. Okay, you're going to buy two drafts of that, at least. If okay. your main deck in the Wasteland, you know you're just trying to show off, because there's no non-basics. Right. Well, there's no non-basics that matter. All the yeah. non-basics are terrible in this set. Yeah, they're the pain lands, I think. All right, it's like I'm going to use my waste. Enter the battlefield to have pain lands. Right, just bad. But yeah, never pass Rolling Thunders. That's just... I mean, maybe sided in against someone who's getting greedy with those pain lands? Yeah, you sided in against the Sliver deck, which don't draft yeah. the Sliver deck. I'm just warning you, like, it wasn't a thing then. It doesn't look like it's a thing now. Don't do it. Uh, did you, did you get any a of the preview? Go ahead. What's up? Did you watch any of the preview drafts they did? Because they get a whole bunch of, like, magic on, magic streamers and have them preview drafted. They did this on the 4th. And know. someone did draft the Sliver deck. And, they and it actually, well. actually, they they beat uh, Gion. Let me ask you a quick question. Did they get the Queen? I do not know. All I saw were two muscle slivers, the trampler, and okay, the one that no, pumps stuff. No, you can draft. See, when I say the sliver deck, I mean the five-color one. Oh, okay. There is a green yeah, don't do that one unless you get deck, sliver like a green-white sliver deck that you can run, even yeah, a green-red one, because yeah, green it's based solely off a of muscle sliver. Like, you can get three or four muscle slivers. You just run missile slivers. You're just like, fuck it. Those are, you know, they're just going to make each other bigger. Same as predatory sliver was in M4, M14? Something like that. Yeah. You don't need yeah. the other cards if you're drafting the muscle sliver deck, so that that's a different story, but I'm talking the five-color slivers deck. Don't do it. Oh, yeah. Just, unless you get sliver queen, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, you got to in that situation. You just have to in that situation. Fuck the sliver queen, dude. She's awesome. Yeah, just like when you open Chromanticore, you force it. Dude, I, I don't care. So many Chromanticores online, it's just unreal. Anyway, now to the scumbag stuff. Yay. Wait, no. Boo. Oh, uh, Felipe Vadilia. Oh, I'm sorry. Valdiva. He has been suspended for Valdivia. six months because of what he did at, uh, Pro Tour. Dragons. Drag, yeah, dragons. Ah, dragons. <laughs> and what I, did he do? I, I honestly he forget exactly what his offense was. I don't was. know if they announced what he did. Well, it, it floated around the Twitterverse when it happened, and it was something that, like, they was going to go look back at. And then they washed away with all I think he was, like, played an extra land or something. Something stupid. Oh. Um, but so did Chapin. Right. Or no, was it Chapin? Yeah, Chapin did it, and then someone else did it with a blue uh, Esper Dragons deck. But. Yeah. But they gave him six months because they didn't see that there was... Heavily, heavy malicious intent. However, Mr. Steven Speck, that fucking scumbag, you know, I'm going to palm seven cards. He is basically given about as close to a life ban as they give anymore. And the only way you get more than the three years that Mr. Speck got is if you physically fucking harm somebody on the tournament floor. That's the only way to get a legit lifetime ban that I've seen in years. Um, Mm -hmm. So, or you just do it so much that they're just like, you know what? We banned you for three years, three times. You're done. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did they ever announce, uh, because I know uh, Kenji was asking, since he came in ninth at the GP that Spec top aided with, because Spec got banned, will Kenji get the Pro Tour invite? I don't know if they ever answered that. I I have not heard whether he was going to get the invite or not. I've heard nothing Mm -hmm. about that. He should get the invite, and Mm -hmm. I know that Spec... He's earned it. Go to charity, which Mm -hmm. sucks, uh, in a way. 
it, Kenji I mean, it deserves sucks. that money. It, that's just the way I look he, at it. He doesn't really need it, but I do like the fact that it does go to charity in cases like this. You say he doesn't need it, but I mean, like, I mean, he's a full time streamer, and he has he has he gets donations to pay for his GP trips. True, but that's still a thousand dollars. Like, I don't care who you are, you yeah, get that money. I mean, it, I'm sure he. Has I mean, if someone paid you to go to a GP. That's essentially what's happening, but yeah, yeah I, I feel like he should get the invite. He should definitely get the invite. I, the He's owned it, and not only like his presence in the community too. Just like imagine how many view extra viewers you'll get with him on camera at the Pro Tour. Yeah, yeah, you, you just put him on camera, just draft day one, like everyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know what Kenji draft something crazy because Kenji's gonna draft something crazy because mm-hmm. by the time the Pro Tour comes around, he already has six hundred drafts under his fucking belt. And then if Kenji scrubs out, streams. if Kenji and seven other pros scrub out, stream their friendly draft. Right, just do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the night before the Pro Tour, just have like Kenji, have Paul Chi on LSV, and a whole bunch of other people just draft and stream that. Really, get... man, you're just already saying LSV's done. That's no, no, mean, before man. the Pro Tour starts. Oh, okay. The day before the Pro Tour starts, get it to get everyone pumped up, like Thursday night. Yeah, could do that. But let's move on. Uh, I don't want to talk about Scumbaggery. And he does hey, deserve that. that, so we both agree there's no reason to argue. Uh, guys, hey, shirts. Pit in. Uh, we have released another line of shirts. The link will be in the show description, uh, on your iTunes accounts or wherever you listen to this. Uh, click on the link that I put in there. It'll say like Pit in shirts and then there'll be a link. Hit said link. And I've lowered the price of them to $18. Um, you can now buy the white one that we sold before, but you can also get the blue one, which I'm is new. I'm a blue one this time. I think I'm going to definitely get a blue one. I kind of need another white one though, so I might get both. Get it a little bit too dirty last time. Well, I mean, it's just over time, it's white, you know, white. Yeah, it is. Just does not show well over time, so it is what it is. But please support the show. Um, and you know, hey, buy yourself a shirt if you like the show. Buy yourself a shirt. Mother's Day Sunday, buy your mom a shirt. Wait, wait, wait. They're not going to get them by Mother's Day. Yeah, but you just give get her the receipt. Get them for the 4th saying, of July, man. Yeah. Fuck just give that. your mother, like, the e-receipt that you get. Say, like, I bought this for you. It'll come in the mail. I'll give it to you right when it comes in. Dude. So yesterday, okay, this is a day it's story after. time. It's a day after I go ahead and I uh, post this on Teespring and start the campaign. I'm on a wrestling website reading about Hulk Hogan's horrible idea that he wants to come back and wrestle. And I get to the bottom of the page, and there it is. He's what? advertising our shirt. <laughs> I was like, Sweet. that is awesome. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. Now, Free advertising. Uh, that's, that's what I said. It didn't sell any more shirts for me, but hey. But I, it's out there. It's out there. People See, that's it. all you can hope for is to get it out there. It doesn't matter if it sells it or not. It is out there. People are like, what is Pittance? And they'll look it up. I'm that's really how we get more listeners. People look at the logo and go, that's a badass logo. I don't care what mm-hmm. this is about. I'm buying that shirt. There's like yeah. a fucking demon with a skull for a head. And then there's, then, then there's going to be some people, is this some kind of band or cult? Ew, it's evil. They're the devil. Yeah, and those people can go fuck themselves. Speaking yeah. of people that can go fuck themselves, <laughs> listen, folks, this I'm doesn't happen very often anymore, but once in a blue moon, Angelo gets pissed off and Angelo goes on a rant. Angelo mad, Hulk smash. Angelo turn green. gonna go on a rant. No, I do not. Do you have like a green shirt you put on for your rant that says rant? No, I do not. You should, I'll get you one. I should make a Teespring shirt that says that, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Sell those too. But. Be mad, I rant. Before I get too far into this, because I, I, look, listen, I'm just gonna be straight up with you people. I'm gonna piss a lot of people off with this one, and I don't care. 
So, you know, don't contact me and tell me how I'm wrong, because fuck you, I don't care. Yeah, the internet's sensitive, so you better be careful. Oh, fuck it, never mind, who yeah, cares? I don't care. The internet can grow a pair of balls. I'm going to preface this by beginning this whole thing by saying I am a part of a multicultural family. I have Hispanic cousins, and I have African-American cousins. And these are first cousins. These aren't third cousins or fourth cousins or twelfth cousins on my sister's side. Cousins you can marry in West Virginia. Right, right, right. These these are, I mean, like, it's not, they're they're my cousins because I grew up with them. No, 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 no. We share blood, okay? So, like, let me just start right there. Before I get going too far into this, I want you people to understand and know this. Okay, I am tired of the fucking isms. What do I mean by that, you ask? Well, I'm talking sexism, racism, all the dumb shit, and all the white guilt that comes along with it, because that's really what is going on here. I am going to go ahead and I'm going to start with sexism. Okay, a couple weeks ago, I'm sure you guys all heard about this, but the actors who play Thor and Hawkeye had to put out a public apology because they said a fictional fucking character, let me repeat that, fictional character was a whore. Jokingly. People don't like humor, apparently. So, they had to put out a public apology because they called somebody who isn't even fucking real possibly a whore. Meh. Look. I understand kind of from their standpoint. because I do not. It's stupid. It's a fictional fucking character. They probably didn't feel like they had to apologize, but their publicist is probably like... Yeah, But the thing is, this is ten fucking angry people on the internet who have nothing better to do that created this situation, okay? Now, I'm going to steal a direct rant from Bill Burr about this, okay? Because he makes a very good point when talking about this particularly. Giving the credit to the man, this is what he says, and I agree. Now, these people who are crying sexism over this, and, you know, it's just terrible sexism, blah, 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 blah. I do not see the same people two years ago when that movie Monster came out, you know, about the psychotic cunt who killed every man she slept with, that they made, you know, she only, Charlize Theron only won an Academy Award for Beck's Best Actress in this because they made the woman look um, sympathetic. She was a psychopathic, deranged fucking serial killer, but she's sympathetic. But God forbid any man come out and go, she's a fucking killer cunt. God forbid that happens, regardless of the fact the bitch was a killer cunt. Because if a man says that, holy shit, oh my god, the, the problems you're going to fucking deal with are absolutely unreal. Look, I get it. There's certain things you don't say to women. There's certain things you don't, you know, but I think that it has to go both ways. Like, if you're going to claim to be my equal, be my fucking equal, okay? Be actually my equal. Learn to brush stuff off the shoulder, or don't fucking say that... And this part's me. I'm, I'm done with the Bill Burr thing. Don't say that Shalice Theron was empowering women by playing the role of some cunt who killed every man she slept with. Okay? And, and again, Monster won all these Academy Awards, and it was nominated for all kinds of things, and it was just so empowering to the females and, and all of this stuff. And it's just so good. And no, it's not, okay? It's just not. It's Come on. Yeah, now, flip the, flip the roll around, say if it's a guy who did that. Right? If it was a guy who was out there killing every woman he fucking slept with, and mind you, it's harder for the dude to sleep with a woman. This woman would sleep with anybody, kill him. And this is based mm-hmm. off of a true fucking story, okay? So it's nowhere near as bad as Thor and Hawkeye having to apologize about a fictional character. This shit was based off of a true story. This bitch is fucking sitting in jail for the rest of her life, and quite frankly, she probably should have got the death penalty, if you believe in that. 
But, okay, let's move on with the sexism thing. I don't know if you know about Josh Whedon. Whedon, he got chased off of Twitter. He's not coming back, if you believe what he says, because Avengers is just such a, the new Avengers movie is just so sexist. Uh, no. Uh, no. No, I saw it it's yesterday. Not. I, I watched the movie from beginning to end. It's not. Um, <laughs> Black Widow saves the day multiple times, and I don't even want, without spoiling the movie too much, Scarlet Witch is completely badass. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a sexist movie, so, you know, and... Yeah, because, because she, because no, no, she makes two the sarcastic remarks yes, don't that people the probably took as, as... I'm just going to say she makes two sarcastic remarks that people probably took as sexism, but she was clearly being sarcastic, and unless people have zero sense of humor or zero common sense, or just want to be pissed about something so they can do be a part of something, no one gives a shit what she said. They'll laugh. They'll think it's funny. Yeah, so, that's kind of... Josh Wheaton, he tried to defend himself for a couple hours on Twitter, and then he just said, you know what, I'm leaving. And, you know, like, I I hope to God everyone's happy now. They chased away actually one of the people who was a champion for, you know, empowering women in movies. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Because you thought differently because he based his movie off of a comic book and there's certain things you kind of got to follow and that's the big one is there's a hell of a lot more male comic book characters yeah uh this is a fact because of the time period in which comics like these comics that the movies were based off of of, right and this is kind of a fact and it's just something that you're just gonna have to learn to deal with and if not um bear your head into the sand because that's what you need to do now the other night, we're going to move to the other part. Um, the other night, I get into an argument with somebody after we recorded last Tuesday because they said that the president said a racist slur. And I'm like, what racist slur? Now listen to the speech. What, what, what racist slur did he say? Thug. Now, maybe I grew up there in the wrong time era. I don't fucking know. Uh, but uh, when I was growing up, that was the era of thug life. And, you know, Tupac, Biggie, all that shit. And that was a good thing when you live in that thug life. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so, like, um, all of a sudden, because some racist prick at, you know, some news outlet or something, radio station, uses it as a code word. All of a sudden, because that asshole used it as a code word, the rest of us aren't allowed to use it because that asshole used it as a code word. At some point, context has to be taken into account of what people are saying because when normal words are being used to describe people, um, it kind of defeats the, it, like, I mean, what's next? Egg? Like, you know, am I going to call somebody an egg one day and fucking I'd be accused of being a racist because I said egg? I, eggs are delicious. What happens about egg McMuffins? Is that a racist right? sandwich? I mean, this could happen because we're getting into normal fucking words. Like, does magic have to go back? And thank God somebody sent me the link to the card because I had forgotten about it. But does magic have to go back and actually errata the word splatter thug to something else because it's racist? Come on, people. Fucking context. You, you don't understand that this completely comes from, you know, what is just all falls back to this white guilt, which I don't understand at all. Like... Look, <laughs> I was born the way I was born, okay? Again, I come from a multicultural family, but in my part of the family, hey, I just happen to be a white, middle-aged man. I'm not going to apologize for that, okay? Oh, and I'm straight, too, so that's part of it as well. I'm a straight, middle-aged, white male. I'm not going to apologize for that. That's just who I am. That's how I was born. Nobody else has to apologize for what they are, so why the fuck should I be apologizing for what I am? Okay, deal with it. Uh, that's, that's who I be. I mean, I grew up quite literally as the minority in my neighborhood. Honest to God, true. 
So, like, I, I get the other side. I really do. And I get trying to stick up for people. Okay, I get that. And for you keyboard warriors out there, that's what you're doing. You're sticking up for people. But see, here's the thing about sticking up for people that I don't think you people are quite getting. Because when I look at you, I see you as the racist. Because I only stick up for people who can't defend themselves or aren't around. Now, in the case of they can't defend themselves, you're saying that an entire race is below you. So you need to stick up for them. Yeah, that's kind of racist. Um, and then you're also, saying... Also, if you view something as racist that no one else does... Well, let me continue. Kind of, okay, my bad. And then, let's move to the next part. Okay, they're on social media and you're defending them. So, uh, do you really believe that the minorities, you know, whether they're African American, whether they're Hispanic, whether they're Chinese, you know, and quite frankly, the word minority is stupid when you're talking about the internet because this is the whole world. But do you believe that there's any one group out there who doesn't use the internet... I mean, really, that's kind of elitist, that's kind of racist. So, um, yeah, yeah, if you really, like, internally look at this, you guys are the racists, not us. Not us who are trying to live our lives normally and, you know, talk normally and be ourselves. Yeah, I'd be you guys. Um, so go fuck yourself. Now, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and you're done, drop the mic, leave. Well, I, I'm not done, see, um... Ooh. Context, again, it means something. It so means something. There was another line I was going to take into this conversation because I felt it was a very good one, but it somehow kind of slipped my mind. Let's see if I can find this real quick. Um, ah, so. <laughs> now, I've gotten into the whole, you know, the, the racist thing, the this thing, the, that thing. People, I am a human being before I'm anything else. This is the honest to God truth. When you grow up the way I have as, you know, I was a white kid, you know, to say at least in a predominantly black neighborhood, like in a five block area as a small child, you know, that's walking distance realistically. I think there was three white fans. Um, and, you know, look, there's differences between all people and you have to respect those differences. And I'm not going to say you don't because the truth is you do. But you can't pull a red flag every time, you know, something comes across a little different. Get into their hearts before anything else. You have to find out what's in said person's heart before you can say anything about them. Because I just sat here and said all this shit that I just said, but you can go talk to any of my cousins. You can go talk to all these little kids of, you know, a different race that I'm teaching how to play basketball every winter. You can go talk to, you know... Some of my friends who are of a different sexual preference than I am, I don't give a fuck about any of that. So when you want to defend something like the word thug, look, don't get me wrong. There's the big words, all right? You don't say the big words, okay? You just don't. Don't do that. That's bad. Got it? Bad. No. <laughs> I mean... When it comes to the other words, you gotta find, you know, the, the, the fringe words. Cause the truth is, like, okay, up until two years ago, the word transgender, I actually had never heard it before. And then I did hear it, and I went, oh, so tranny's just short for transgender. And then I found out that tranny was a, a push word. You know, it was, it was one of those hot words you don't say. I didn't fucking know that. Nobody sent me a memo. I never got the text. Okay? I had no clue. And, you know, I accidentally offended somebody. And I'm like, oh, what? And they're like, well, you just, you can't say that, man. They're like, you know how offensive that is? I'm like, no, I don't. I actually don't. Like, I'm ignorant of this fact. I have no fucking clue that it's offensive. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's offensive. You don't want to say that. I'm like, oh, okay, I won't say it anymore. You know, I, I, I guess I, you know, the, the word has come down from a pup. I'm not allowed to say that word anymore. That's the big word for that group. I'm not saying that word because that's their big one. Okay, cool. I know now. 
But if somebody wasn't there to go, dude, you can't say that. Rather than, oh my god, you're a fucking sexist and you should die and burn in a fire. Like, I mean, look, here's the truth. If you come at me like that, how's that helping? Realistically, how is that helping? Because if you push me, you know, to the point where I can't do what I do and I can't be a public figure or I lose my job because you complained about me saying a word. And the bad thing is most people don't do this. It's literally like a very small minority that's very stupid loud. And these are specifically the people I'm talking to. You're not fixing that problem by being out there as one of the warriors. Um, because the truth is, uh, if I lose my job because of that, how's that going to make me like that group any better? Like, my life has just become harder because of them. And this is how prejudices actually happen. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're helping lead people down the road of prejudice who aren't even prejudiced. Um, think about that for a second. Like, that's a tough one. And to all of you warriors out there, and by the warriors, I, I mean quite literally these white people who sit in front of keyboards and just call everybody out for doing what they do, um, nobody appreciates it. Even the people that you claim to be protecting, they, they don't like you. They don't trust you. I know this for a fact. I talk to these people. If you come off as being too over, overly, you know, oh, I got your back all the time, um, yeah, no one trusts people like that. Like, you got an agenda. I mean, I, I even double checked before I came out and said this on the air. I checked with some of my friends and my cousins and I was like, if somebody come out and they was doing that in front of you, how would you react? And they was like, man, I, I'd, I'd appreciate the help while it was happening, but I never trust that motherfucker. It's like that dude got an agenda. So like, I hate to break it to you. You ain't making friends doing this, only making enemies. So back the fuck off all the PC bullshit. Okay. There's no need for it. Like, yeah. When somebody maliciously and from the heart says something just completely full of hate, I cool. Do what you got to do. All right? Look, I, there's no need for that. True, true hate. But if somebody, you know, types something and just doesn't know any better or says something and just doesn't know any better or says something that most people don't consider something, you don't need to attack. You know, there's a such thing as jokes. There, Which jokes are jokes? And don't tell me that you can't joke about rape uh, or you can't joke about this or you can't joke about that. You know, George Carlin once said, I can joke about rape all I want. And this is one of the greatest comedians of all time. He said, imagine Porky Pig raping Dappy Duck. Or maybe it was the other way around. And that shit's funny. Okay? <laughs> you can't say that did bring a smile to your face or at least one chuckle. Yeah, that shit's funny. There's no way around it. Anything can be joked about. And the beauty about joking, and, it, and this, you know, kind of touches with the Thor thing, is what a joke is supposed to do, a good joke, is it points out the absurdities within our society. And when you start limiting people's jokes, they can no longer point out the absurdities and make the masses laugh about it. And when the masses aren't laughing about it, they get a stick up their ass. And when people have a stick up their ass, they become useless cunts like you people out there doing your warrioring on the interwebs. Now, I know that I probably just lost a handful of fans, and you know what? It happens. <laughs> can't please everyone. I can't, and I'm not going to bullshit who I am. This is who I am. If you don't like it, you know what? There's a lot of other podcasts to choose from. Go listen to one of the other ones, because the pittance is that this is who I am, and I'm going to always be on pittance. But I'm going to close this rant down. We are going to take a break, and we're going to come back, hopefully, with funner stuff. Pittance Podcast is brought to you this week, last week, next week, every goddamn week, by the Brainstorm Brewery. Marcel, Jason Alt, Ryan, Corbin, they're holding stuff down with their own podcast over there, which you should absolutely check out. And don't forget to check out the brainstormbrewery.com where they got plenty of good writers you can go check out for your financial needs. Oh, and you can find this show there. 
Yeah, this one. The one you're listening to, like, if you didn't find it on MTG Cast, like, it's over there. So you can listen to it over there if you want. Or at least, you know, go by their page and, you know, check things out and, you know, like, click on the link to us or something. I don't know. Anyway, brainstormbrewery.com. Go check it out. And we are back in No More Rants from Angelo. Uh, yeah. The mic has been dropped. Yeah, mic's dropped. I'm done. On. I'm done. So, you know. For now. For this don't, week. Don't send me emails telling me how, you know, fucking wrong I am because I'm not. <laughs> you can't be wrong on an opinion. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Mike, what the hell have you been up to? I have, uh, I have, dude, I, I've had some crazy shit. Like, I had a good day. I, like, I have stuff to talk about, so. I've been up to the same old shit. Just work, playing some magic here and there. Uh, yeah, uh, got a PPTQ IQ going to on Sunday. Yeah. First if I can put a deck together, I'm gonna make it. Uh, it's standard. I also have a spare deck if you I'm also aware, have. but I, I wanna play my deck. But if I can get it together. What's Let up? me know if you need anything. Let me know if you need anything for it. Yeah, I'll get together with y'all, Mike. Right. Uh, let me put together what I do have, and then I'll tell you what cards I'm missing. Yep. So, which top eight martyr deck you running? This week's or last week's? My own. Ooh. All right. So, what you been up to? Uh, okay. So, like, I, I've been working late hours. Like, that's just been a part of my life. But I didn't have to work Saturday uh, because my that's wife nice. planned out date day for us. And when I went and told my boss, he's like, "Nah, you know what? Go enjoy the day with your wife." I'm like, "Okay, cool." So he gives me Saturday off. So at noon, we go watch the Avengers. I run into a couple posse members and, uh, you know, just some of the local people and, and a friend of mine and, you know, Myers is his name, her name, sorry. And <laughs> Moira. Yeah. Well, uh, Myers to me. Yep. Cause that's even still me, her last yep. name. Um, yep. so like, you know, I run into them up there and, you know, it's just a good time. You know, I got to see the Avengers. I'm like, cool, you know, so then like, I get a hold of Will, and I was going to head directly to his house from there because it's really close. He's like, oh, I'm up my mom's, dude. I'll just swing by your house. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. So I go home. Will stops down. You know, we shoot the shit for a couple hours. You know, I say goodbyes. I say my goodbyes and shit like that and, you know, tell him I have a you know, good trip and all that. Get back safely, buddy. And then after that, me and the wife sat there, and we watched the uh, the Kentucky Derby. Yes, I'm one of those people who become a racing fan literally one day a year for two and a half minutes. Not gonna lie, I am one of those. I watch the Kentucky Derby every year. Is it only the two and a half minute race or is it for the full two no. hour pregame? That's the bullshit. Why do you need to take up three hours of TV I know. for a two and a half minute race? But, okay, I digress. We sat down, we watched the derby, I watched the two and a half minutes, and I'm, you know, watching the horses run, because it's, it's the horses. You know, I watch the horses, I watch the derby, I watch the Preakness, and I watch the Belmont. So, three races a year I watch, and that's the Triple Crown, you know. And I ain't going to lie, if somebody wins the first race, and this, another horse wins the second race, I'm not watching the third race. Like, I just want to see the Triple Crown, that's it. Uh, but, yeah, so then that ends. But that ends directly about the right time for the Pacquiao fight to start. So we get the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. And, look, I know a lot of people dislike to fight. And I'm a little pissed off now that I found out Pacquiao was hurt going into it and didn't tell anybody. But you have to understand, me and my wife are crazy boxing fans. Like, I watch – me and her sit down and watch boxing literally every Saturday. It's just something we do every Saturday night. We watch boxing. We both love the sport. And, you know, it's a good time. I used to do it when I was younger. So, you know, I have a little bit more of an appreciation for the finer things that other people don't quite have the appreciation for. Uh, but, you know, one of the funny things about boxing is it's not – it's literally not two people standing in the middle of the ring swinging and hitting each other. Like, you know, they're trying to, like, not get hit. So somebody like Mayweather comes around and like, oh, he's a boring fighter because, you know, 
he'll dodge six punches and then wrap up. You forgot the fact that he just dodged six punches from two feet away. Like, you know, and yeah. it's not some just some dumb schmuck on the other side swinging at him. Yeah, Everyone the, thinks they're a boxing expert for one night every right. night. Is the dude a scumbag away from the sport of boxing? Yeah. But, I mean, the profession he chose to get into was beating the shit out of people. So, um, yeah, a lot of those people are going to be scumbags. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> hey, at least he hasn't bitten someone's ear off yet. Right? That's what yes. I mean. Like, there's been a lot of scumbags in boxing. I mean, yeah, he beats up women. Like, he's been known to do it. He's been in jail multiple times for it. And is that cool? No. The dude's a complete scumbag. He's fucked up. I, you know, I don't like him personally, but as a boxer, I can't help but respect what he's capable of doing in the ring. Mayweather can dodge anything. And it's just like, God damn, why do you got to be such a dick away from the ring? Luckily for him, he's in a sport where literally he's paid to do that. And, you know, it is what it is. I like boxing. Um, but yeah, I was a little pissed off when I found out today about the Pacquiao injury. And now the Nevada Athletic Commission is pretty pissed at him. He might not be able to get a license in Nevada again because he lied about the injury. But looking at it from his side, it's like it took so many years to get it going. Mm-hmm. And he now that it up did, and- he's like two weeks before he blows his shoulder out and he's like, I might never get, if I back out on this fight because of an injury now, I may never get this fight again. And they're already talking about a rematch, which I will not be paying $100 for. I'm just going to put that out there now. I mean, I've seen You will scout the internet for a free link? No, I'll just wait till the next week. The funny thing with boxing is... Or even the next day, because the day after the Pacquiao fight was on a Facebook video. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd even watch it there, because the funny thing is with every pay-per-view... Uh, they're all run by either Showtime or HBO, and literally the following Saturday they show every one of them in, in its full completion. Mm-hmm. So I'll just wait a week. Well, good luck trying to avoid spoilers. Ah, I don't care. I'm more. I may know who wins the fight, watch. but I want to watch yeah. the fight. Like I, I want to see how things happen. Like I score the fights. Well, she does it too. We score the fights as we watch it. She had it uh, one eighteen to one ten. I had it one seventeen to one eleven. You know, in favor what of me. score for that game? Um, one judge had it 118, 110. Two judges had it 116, 112. So, like, you know, our numbers were right on par with the, with the, uh, with the other judges. And that's how our way of saying, okay, they got it right. Because a lot of times, man, like, especially like I'm watching this fight and I'm hearing the crowd cheer. And I'm like, you know, cause Pacquiao threw like seven punches. And then I just look at my life, my wife and I'm like, he didn't even hit him. He missed every one of those. And she's like, yeah, that's what I thought too. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure because you hear the crowd react to shit and they don't know what they're reacting to. They're so far away. They think he tore him up. And it's like, no, he slipped every one of them punches. It's fucking crazy. I love boxing. Um, yeah, uh, Frank sent me a, uh, a message saying that he saw it on a movie somewhere. I want to say it was Gladiator with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Not the, not, not the one with Russell Crowe, but it's a boxing movie. And the guy was like, you know, boxing is not about hitting the other guy. It's about making the other guy miss. And there's no truer statement out there about boxing. And that is a fact. So that's pretty much been what I'm up to. I mean, like I got back to work after that and, you know, things are things. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. Um, you got any shout outs this week, Mike? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to all nurses, EMTs, people who are trained in CPR, because today at work, um, a lady just started seizing up, and luckily one of our workers, before para- uh, paramedics arrived, was able to provide CPR, and the woman even stopped breathing twice before paramedics arrived. But because we had someone who was trained and knew what they were doing to save people's lives, that woman's alive. Yeah, that's cool. That really the is. only sucky part was... 
my job during that situation was I had to stand and help customers check in, check out and leave the store as if nothing was wrong. And that's just, it's almost as stressful that's as the person who's down there. Well, the thing is you work for a corporation. Yeah, we have to though. Like, with stockholders. I mean, uh, you mm-hmm. can't tell everybody in the store, drop your shit where it's at and get out. We have an emergency. The managers can, but everyone like cashiers and whatnot, they can't. They have to keep going. Yeah, at that point, the managers should, because, like, I know I've worked in a couple convenience stores in my life where something was going down. That's what I did. Drop your shit where it's at. Literally set it on the floor in front of you. I don't care. We have an emergency. Y'all people need to leave. Mm-hmm. And they Now, usually we do listen. that whenever there's a lost child report in the store. Ah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's called Code Adam. All any associates near exits... Doesn't matter if there's one or five. You go to those doors and you lock them. Right. And then you stand once all the doors are locked and once at least two people are at the door, everyone stands there. No customers get in or out. You have one person outside of the store watching the parking lot. And then who's ever not at the door or watching the parking lot walks around the store until they find the child. Big us to the depot for that. That's that's mm-hmm. that's a good fucking uh, system right there. I like it. Depot although does they're, that. They're Target locked. does that. Although at Home and Depot, they, they are locked in there with sharp objects, just saying. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and you can kill someone with anything. So I know, but I, just, will. <laughs> I just I, I had to say something. It's like yeah, they are locked in there with a lot of sharp objects. They can fuck themselves that way, but eh. but it's still at least you know what general vicinity they should be in. And associates are trained that the second they hear Code Adam called, they drop whatever they're doing. They don't even have to apologize to the customer they're helping. They just go straight to the doors. Just straight there. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Somebody could be in there with a gun and y'all wouldn't do that. That's awesome that y'all do that for a little kid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, shout out there. You got any more shout outs? Uh, That's it for now. Sweet. Um, I want to give a shout out to the lovely Babs. That's my wife. Um, yeah. She's awesome. She planned that week, that day out for me. And, like, literally, I told her the only thing that could have made that good day into a great day, and I was joking about it from the, day, from the moment I heard about it Thursday, is if I would have got the three Bs. <laughs> and that's beer, a bag of wings, and a blowjob. That would have been the only thing. And that would have made that day go from an absolutely one of the best days to literally the best day of my life. Well, you already got beer. Did you get the wings? I actually did not get beer. I bourbon. Um, well, I, it's a B. I got boneless wings. That's still, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, yeah. I did not get the last one, so... You know, but she was tired. By TMI, the end of but we'll root we'll for you for next time. She was time. asking. <laughs> Did you get them? <laughs> I wasn't pushing. You know, I was asking for the wings. I wasn't the pushing either. I was not pushing either, <laughs> and that's why it probably didn't happen. But you know, that's all right. Uh, but yeah, I'll give a big shout out to her. I, that that woman is the love of my life, and you know, there's nobody more important to me than her and my children. So like, she really made me gave me a really good day Saturday. Just being cool like that. Um, I want to give a shout out to Will. Uh, be safe out there, brother. Um. NSA, send that to Will. We know you can hear us. Right. Send him a pigeon to him. Can't wait till you get back. Um, always it's weird being around here without you. So, you know, get back, man. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Chewy. Uh, and anybody who has responded to our ins prison that we put out last week about, you know, our sufferings from depression. Um, we've gotten a lot of responses from that. People have really, it seemed to really touch a lot of people. And, you know, like depression is kind of taboo and we were people who put it out there because we're in a position where we can. 
And one of the best things to do actually is to talk about it. It is. It really is, but it's also considered like a taboo thing. There's just, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's just to know who you can go to with it. Right. And you don't know who you can go to most of the time. But family's a great place to start as our friends. And if friends aren't the people you can go to, then they might not be good friend. The funny thing is with that, and this is going to sound strange to anybody who doesn't really, hasn't really suffered from it. Family and friends a lot of time are absolutely the worst people to go see. Yeah. Like quite literally Especially, just want to drop something on somebody who is just going to let you drop it on them, give you honest advice and not take sides and just, you know, just say, look, this is what's wrong. This is what you need to do to deal rather than somebody who just coddles you and just, oh, it'll get better. And, mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of times you tell your friends this and it makes them uncomfortable. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, and they just and family you. members, you tell them and they react different than what you were expecting or needed. Right. So a lot of times it is complete strangers. So the problem is what complete stranger do you talk to? And that's mm-hmm. where it becomes hard. And I get that. So, you know, it's, it's tough, but thank you all for who's listened to it and responded. Like it means a lot to me and Chewy. Uh, I know that for a fact. And you know, if you haven't listened to it yet, please do. It was a good episode. Um, also I need to give a shout out to damage direct on Twitter. Uh, Ron damage direct on Twitter. He made my boost cube card for me. Ooh, what is it? Um, it's Wild Turkey. Ah. Um, I brought this up on Heavy Metal. We was talking about, you know, booze cube cards and, you know, making them and what have you. And I was like, I got an idea for my booze cube card because the guy who runs the booze cube, the booze cube, he said that he didn't want – um because everyone tends to make like a crazy mythic rares. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's while they're, you know, some of them are good cards. There's only so many of those you can put into a set. He's like, I need help with the commons and uncommons. You know, the, the cards that smooth yep, the, the draft bread, out. Meat and potatoes for the draft. Right, right. Like you can't go into a draft with, you know, 59 drops. You just can't. So I made one in a green. And it's basically a chronomaton. Like you drink one, tap, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. Yeah. And, you know, the wild turkey can like, like beer muscles, you know. The more you drink, the stronger you get. So <laughs> or it's in your head. So, like, that was my card. And, like, dude went ahead and he put it on actual frame. And he, you know, came up with a picture for it and everything of just a wild turkey. And it, it looked good. I, like, really appreciate it. And I thank him very much for that. And a big shout out to him. But if you wanted to get a hold of us, you get a hold of me at Gongsuo on Twitter. That's G-A-N-K-S-U-O-U. The exact same thing on Magic Online, which I will be on a lot more now that Tempest Remastered is out. Plus, I have all those redemptions I got to do. Um, also, you can get a hold of me at paydentpodcast.gmail.com. Don't forget, we do have shirts out. And please, 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 the MTG Cast Network is looking for donations and help. If you got a couple spare bucks, throw it their way. I'm kind of, you know, obligated to say that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but no, they do need your help. Um, it costs them roughly about $300 a month to keep that site up. And I think with current donations, they got like something like 46 a month. So, you know, if you enjoy all the different podcasts that are on there and more than just this one, you know, if you listen to multiples, MTG cast could use your help. Uh, I really, really, really wish they would set up. And I've said this to them a rather than a monthly payment plan, like a, just a one time payment. But, you know, because it's a lot easier to say, yeah, I'll just pay you 10 bucks one time and, you know, that'll get me through the next four months rather than saying, I will pay $3 every month because, you know, that automatically comes out and that might fuck your bank account up. That $3 can real quickly become $100 if it's taken out on the wrong day. So, but yeah, um, I can't think of anything else on how to contact me, but if you wanted to contact Mike, you would do that how? 
on the uh, Pitim's Facebook page, you know, we have that lovely group, uh, especially now a spoiler season, quote unquote, for Modern Masters 2. I'll probably be posting a lot on there. Might put some modern random brews up there. Uh, you can find me on MTGO with Tempest Remaster coming out, MTGX Mike, and on Twitter at Huntmaster underscore Mike. And uh, that is how you contact me, because I do not wish to give you my telephone number or my home address. You did say the Facebook group? I, I blanked. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I did. I'm there sorry. I completely blanked for a second there. <laughs> like, I'm, like, staring at my pot going, that's soda. It was like, wait, 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 Mike's talking. <laughs> uh, but next week what we're going to do is we got more spoilers, obviously, because Modern Masters. Uh, we also have a limited GP in Atlantic City that I really wanted to go to, but it looks like it got work. Um, I had buys for that event. Balls. Yeah. <laughs> We're also going to go over another standard GP over in Paris. And, you know, I think we're the format is going to shake up a little bit, but I still believe we're going to see a lot of what Even if it's a Naya Megamorph deck, it's still shaking it up a bit. Maybe. Like, Maybe it'll like, be fun. White Megamorph with a Tarka. It'll play like, blue-red enchant or... or yeah, enchant artifact. artifact? Yeah, yeah, soul artifact. Yeah, it's going to be the deck, man. I'm telling you, that's going to be the deck. If that's your aggro cup of tea, go for it. Maybe more of that uh, blue-green devotion. Maybe. That was a nice uh, little fresh deck. Yeah. Yeah. But... Some monogreen uh, aggro. Yeah, that's Stop talking. But until oh, next like, week... Well, it's conquer nothing. Have a good one, folks, and do fuck yourself.